The Business on RT Radio 1 with AIB. We know that your focus is on your business. That's why ours is on supporting you. But first, the EU agreed the terms for landmark legislation last night, even early this morning, to regulate artificial intelligence. The new laws will be the world's most restrictive regime in developing the technology, but what will it all mean? Technology writer and host of For Tech's Sake, Elaine Burke, is going to fill us in. Elaine, you're very welcome to the programme. From what we know so far, what's in this legislation? What kinds of things will it cover? So um, it covers applications of artificial intelligence um, and specifically where you're looking at restrictions, it's where those systems may be deployed in ways that could really impact people's lives. So if you're thinking of maybe an automated decision-making engine deciding if you get a job or if you get insurance, um, they want specific protections in place so that people aren't harmed by those decisions being made by this black box AI that uh, sometimes the makers can't even explain how it came to those decisions or it may be built on biased data. So these are the concerns that the AI Act seeks to address um, and those are the kind of applications that, that, that will be affected. And really, it, it does affect all uh, AI developers and makers across the EU. And there's even stuff about, programs here. about facial recognition there as well. They want to sort of restrict when how that technology is applied and the extent to which it's applied. Exactly. That has been one of, one of the major sticking points in the negotiations. So it actually was believed that the negotiations that have currently finished after these marathon talks, I believe they set a record for inter-institutional negotiations in the EU. Uh, one of those sticking points that kept them in those discussions for such a long time uh, was the facial recognition technology usage. Now, it would be referred to in um, the context as biometric monitoring, and specifically what was a concern was the use of live biometric monitoring. So that would mean being able to deploy an AI that would do facial recognition in real time. So that was a real concern. There was less concern um, in more generally about post-event analysis, so that's taking footage after a crime has been committed and trying to analyse that for facial recognition. Uh, they, they, um, also, they also talk, Elaine, about things like uh, the use of AI to exploit uh, the vulnerable because of their age, disability or economic situation, that that's to be banned. We need to see more detail on exactly what, what, what that would involve. But there's also a, a ban on the use of AI for social scoring. This is something that people might be familiar with in China. Yes, yeah, so it's essentially use, using AI systems to kind of create, yeah, like a social credit system and that you would be monitored and surveilled in a way that your actions and various day-to-day activities would affect that social score and then that could affect, uh, you know, how you are able to live your life and services that, that you access and things like that. So again, that would be that kind of high-risk use case that they absolutely don't want to see. Those uses of AI are going to be outright banned under this current wording of the legislation. Also, would be there would be an outright ban on things like emotion recognition in workplace or education institutions. Uh, they've also fully banned the untargeted scraping of facial images from the internet or CCTV because what that could be used to do is create a database of literally every citizen that you, you have out there, anyone who's put a photo online, anyone who's you know been out in the world and captured on CCTV. CCTV. They don't want people to be able to create those kind of databases. Now, now they've only agreed the sort of um, the terms or parameters of this. It'll have to be finalised with some further discussion. It's not coming into law yet or anything like that. But some critics are saying that the EU may have been too quick 
to rush into this. Others are saying, for example, uh, Digital Europe said that while they supported a risk-based approach uh, based on how AI is used, they didn't think it was such a good idea for for it to be so regulated, the actual technology itself. In other words, they're saying that this is going after the nuts and bolts of how AI technology is developed as opposed to regulating its its use afterwards. So a lot of the uh, pushback is definitely coming from the industry side because what we have at the moment is that AI is being deployed commercially. It's a very lucrative business to be involved in right now. I mean, a lot of businesses have even pivoted to using AI or promoting themselves as an AI company in order to secure investment in the past year because it's it's such a a hot uh, moment for it. Um, And they they are in an experimental phase and they want to be able to unleash products uh, onto the world that are, you know, possibly untested and may have repercussions that have not been fully thought through. Um, I, I don't think as citizens people really want that to happen. We don't want to become guinea pigs for um, businesses that are still trying to figure out the possibilities of these systems. They are still, I would consider, an emerging technology, especially in terms of how people interact with and use them. So while businesses may not want the burden um, of trying to uh, be restrictive in that case and you know operate in sandboxes and trying to make things as safe as possible before they are released, uh, it is in the interest of the EU to put citizens' rights and human rights first um, and try to legislate for that. And I do think that they're trying their best to keep in step with legislation. When they first proposed the wording of the AI Act, Generative AI was not even something that anyone was really considering at the time. That just came to bear uh, late 2022 and basically was the biggest topic in tech this at, year. At such a pace. So they're trying well, to address things uh, in line with as the tech is developing. We'll have to see what this looks like when, when it's completed and also what other jurisdictions do, whether they decide to follow suit, go their own way, what the differences are and how effective the regulation can be. So no doubt we'll be coming back to this again many times in the future. Elaine Burke, uh, technology writer and host of For Tech's Sake podcast, Thank you very much for joining us on the programme.